Hey y'all, it's Brittany again with another episode of the Authenticated Podcast. On today's episode, we have special guest Justin, CEO of Clovis Nutrition, and also happens to be one of my dearest friends. I went back and listened to our episode and decided to actually spend an entire day practicing Justin's recommendation of how to eat. And I was completely mind blown by my shift in energy, sleep pattern, and just general well being after doing 24 hours of recommended eating. Please enjoy this episode and definitely take tips and apply them to your own life if you can. If you like this episode, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. I haven't been eating my normal way. I bought that protein powder and I was heavy on it for weeks and then I just stopped taking it. So yeah, but for some reason, I'm still losing weight even though I'm eating worse. I know what I'm doing is stupid and I'm just doing it to gain weight. I would love to get some healthy weight on me and uh, beef up those beefy parts. Yeah, that was actually a really great description. Super helpful because it lets me picture what's going on at a tissue level. Um, so what's happening is it sounds like whenever someone says like, Hey, yeah, this last few weeks just hasn't been great. Hasn't been this, hasn't been that. Well, I know a couple things automatically. I know you're not eating nearly enough protein. Um, I know you're not eating enough food overall, like guaranteed you're not eating, eating enough food overall. That's what happens when people eat junk food. They, they just end up like completely malnourished. So it's totally reversible and easy to handle, but yeah, we can, we can fix all of this like very quickly. It's simply a matter of eating more food. So it's like, even if you're at a parent, your parents' house or whatever, like you're just gonna have to go to a grocery store and get more things remember whenever you're confused track track for like three days just get in carb manager track everybody food don't change anything just eat like you've normally been eating and track for three days and see where you're at and and i have a feeling it's going to be a giant fucking cavernous gap between where i want you to be and where you are right now and then we just make adjustments it's easy but remember like what gets measured gets managed so if you're just guessing i'm certain you're under eating i'm certain that you're not taking in enough nutrients and probably even eating less complex carbohydrates than you were before, because that can give you that shriveled up look because a molecule of glucose stored in the body, it's stored as glycogen and glycogen holds three times its weight in water, which people think is bad. So they're like, well, I want to lose weight. I don't want all that water. And you kind of do because the shriveled up look is for that reason. Like if you don't have enough electrolytes, you're not getting enough water and you're not taking in enough of these like En- enough food overall, but enough of these complex carbohydrates that are healthy carbohydrates to fill those glycogen stores, you can start to look shriveled up. Um, the other thing to remember too, is I gave you that body weight demand training a long time ago, with the jump squats, the push-ups, the pull-ups and all that. Um, when in doubt, just do that. Like even three times a week is a game changer. And actually I would only do three times a week right now, because if you're not eating enough and you do it every day, you're going to fuck yourself up. So even just two or three days per week doing that, yeah, you're totally right. I, and I know that's probably it. So uh, the training that you told me to do in the summer, I was actually doing that until I got to my parents. So it's been a solid six weeks since I have done that, unfortunately, bad for you. Um, but I was still doing my push-ups um, up until two weeks ago as well. So what was crazy was the change in my arms. My arms like always had like... Um, they're always, they were always small, but then they became really like nice and defined. The part that wasn't defined was the underneath part, like, you know, where, um, with your shoulder and then you have like kind of that part that waves with your arm, <laughs> but it's like separate skin. So that part wasn't as toned as the top part. The top part was getting really defined. It was looking really good. My arms were looking really, really good. I did not stay consistent with my jumps and I wasn't strong enough to do the pull-ups. 
So I know the pull-ups are helpful for the under part of the arm, but I was nailing the push-ups up until two weeks ago. And I find that I get quick definition in my arms the moment I go back to doing them. And I was doing them every day. So when I get back to my house, I'll go back onto my exercise routine outside of what I do, which is normally walking. I can't eat when I'm not hungry and I don't feel like I'm hungry. So it's it's a weird, like at dinner time, I get really hungry. But before I came to my parents, I was making very robust breakfast. I would go all out. I'd make like um, a bunch of asparagus. I would make two to three eggs. I would make half a potato, cut it up and bake it and turn it into like breakfast hash browns. I would have two handfuls of almonds. And then I would have my protein shake shortly after that. And I would have olives and a little bit of cheese. And that would be my full on breakfast. And then I would have equally as big of a dinner. But here, I'm kind of like skipping breakfast and like doing the worst meals at breakfast now. I definitely know that I've reversed all of the good stuff I had going on intentionally. So if I go back to that and I keep track, I should be good. But I'm definitely under eating. Like I could fit way more meals in a day or even snacks. I just have to train myself to be hungry and eat that way. And when I, I don't know if this makes sense, but when you eat less, you're, you get used to eating less and then your appetite shrinks. But when you eat more, you get used to eating more and your appetite grows. I did notice actually when I was taking the protein that um, I was actually toning up more as well. So I think I have an idea of what I need to do. I just need to figure out how to eat more as well. Well, here's the big thing. What has happened is 88%, so in America, 88% of people are metabolically, they have metabolic dysfunction. So less than 12% of the population is actually metabolically healthy. That's crazy. And that's by mainstream medical standards, which means it's probably more like 98% for real. Because if I measured people's glucose and insulin and all these things, waist circumference, all these things they measure to determine that, my standards would be way more strict than average because average in America is fat and sick and nearly dead. So I don't accept that, right? So it's probably way more than that actually has metabolic dysfunction. So what does that mean for people like you and I? It means that all of the information online, all of the books being written, all the podcasts, all the nutrition, everything are geared towards helping people lose weight. You and I are not overweight. We are not obese. It doesn't make sense for us to follow those guidelines, right? So I've increased my caloric intake over the last month by a thousand calories a day. Literally, I'm eating more food than I've ever eaten and it's burning fat like crazy because when you get to a point where you're a small person, like um, our body is playing this game of survival versus starvation, right? So it's like, oh shit, you know, this girl is fasting 14 hours a day because she's skipping breakfast or fasting 16 hours a day like I was doing. So the body's just like, oh my God, we only have a little bit of fat, right? We're not fat people. So the body's like, fuck, we only have a little bit of fat. We need to hold on to this. Because without fat, you die. There is something called essential body fat. You have to have a certain amount of body fat on you to survive. So the, the body is really good at clinging to things like this. Now, what happens when you're people like us and you're already lean, um, the way to get that fat down and get toned up and build muscle and be that sexy lean look that you want, you have to eat more. You just do. Like this, this idea of a caloric deficit over and over and over is fucking awful for you. And what you're saying is exactly correct. You're talking about something called a basal metabolic rate. So when you don't eat a lot of food, if you don't eat enough and you're at a chronic caloric deficit, your body adjusts to that and you won't be hungry because the body's going, there's not a lot of food around. It literally thinks you're like starving in the desert somewhere. So it's like, we need to slow our metabolism down because there's not enough food. 
So then all of a sudden you don't feel hungry. So I would suggest you do something like what I'm doing right now. I never go more than 12 hours without eating. So like if I eat dinner at, you know, 7 PM, I need to get food in my system by 7 AM the next day. Like for sure. I'm not doing any more of that long fasting, skipping breakfast type shit. Um, so the general rule of thumb that I like for, particularly for women is 30 grams of protein within 30 minutes of waking up. Um, now, the best way to do that, the easiest way to do that is some combination of a protein shake with whole foods. So let's say you had that whey protein shake you used to be doing. You do like one scoop of that and like two or three eggs just scrambled and just put that down. I mean, it'll take you 10, 12 minutes, right? Um, because what you're doing is jump starting the metabolism. We need to get you back to a place of being hungry. So another way to make yourself hungry is carbohydrates, um, simple carbohydrates. So I would actually choose like actually high glycemic index foods like um, apples or plums or you know something like that where like maybe with that breakfast maybe your smoothie is a whey protein shake um with a half a cup of blueberries and then you eat two or three eggs and that's it like a couple hours later those blueberries are going to help you feel a little bit hungry so yeah we, we actually need to kickstart your metabolism there are no ripped shredded athletes that just look incredible all the time that are at chronic caloric deficits that's just not a thing but we are not that i have i have really damaged my body in this way i have actually fucked my body up like genuinely because I was kind of eating like I tell my clients to eat you know I was at a caloric deficit I was fasting a lot whatever but then I was also training like a fucking madman six days a week um so yeah I mean like I tanked my testosterone was in the toilet I tanked all my sex hormones I fucked up my thyroid and um my cortisol went through the roof I was just like you know I'm deadlifting 400 pounds and eating 1800 calories a day it's like, no, no, no. no. I, if I'm going to deadlift 400 pounds, I need to eat fucking 2,800 calories a day, if not 3,000. So I have been retraining myself with that as well. But it's very, very important for people who are not obese and overweight. We should not be taking the same advice that obese and overweight people do. And what you're doing right now is you're eating like a fat person trying to lose weight. And it's not going to help you. Because it's actually really insightful. A lot of people focus on like weight loss, but what about the people who don't need weight loss? What about the people who want to just have a healthy body? What about the people that want to gain weight? I feel like so many people focus on one area and nutrition. They don't actually realize there's so many other areas that need attention. Are you getting your macronutrient amounts? Do you have healthy body fats? Are you shriveling like I am? Like, what does that all mean? Something's obviously not right if that's happening. Man, nutrition is so much more than just weight loss, 100%. From the, the fitness side of things, I, I think there's a real misconception. People think that thin is healthy, which is not true. Like, nothing could be further from the truth, right? I've worked with probably hundreds of clients at this point that are too thin, and I have to like heal their gut and get their body to absorb nutrients properly and make sure they're eating enough food, which is usually twice as much food as they were eating. I have overweight and obese clients that come to me that... I mean, literally are at like a thousand calorie deficit and have been for like two decades <laughs> and their body's just completely fucked and they're still 60 pounds overweight and they can't figure out why. And it's just their body's just completely shutting down. So like if you were to look at, if you were to just go to like movie stars, like Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds, or um, I'm trying to think of who's like a really fit, like a Scarlett Johansson or someone like that, that just like someone that just looks ridiculously good in the movie or something like that. They're eating thousands of calories a day thousands of calories a day you do not get to be like a fit magazine cover six-pack abs person without eating a 
boatload of calories, like two to three times more than an average person is eating easily, 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 easily. This living life in a chronic caloric deficit is a massive problem. Now, if you are overweight or obese, you are going to need a caloric deficit. Yes. But if you start creeping up on 1200 calories a day, 13 calories a day, 1400 calories a day, like that area and below, you're on a starvation diet. You now are not getting enough micronutrients for your body to work properly. Your metabolism will start to shut down what's called non-essential functions. And a lot of those functions are things like burning fat or producing sex hormones or and that leads to things like libido, right? So anytime you have, think of how many females you know in your life that have been like, I'm always cold. Like my boyfriend runs hot and I always need a blanket and I always have to sleep with socks on and my teeth are sensitive and my nails are brittle and my hair is falling out. And if you poke me in the arm, I'll have a bruise two days later because I'm fucking anemic. Like your entire body is shutting down and women just live with these things and they think they're totally normal. Um, depression, anxiety comes out of this fucked up menstrual cycles. I can't tell you how many female clients come to me that are athletes that have uh, amenorrhea, like they, they are not having a cycle. And that I pride myself in that, like all of my female professional athletes still have their cycle. Um, and if they don't, something is wrong and we have to fix it. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm telling you right now, like I, I literally um, was talking to this CrossFit athlete the other day, just a ridiculously nice body by female standards just like yeah she has abs but she's also just really fit looking really toned arms she eats 3400 calories a day 3400 calories per day i just wish i could get people to wrap their brains around this we have an epidemic of people under eating in this country and and around the world just because everyone is so obsessed with weight loss but i mean the simplest aspect is just remove the processed foods if you remove refined processed foods from your diet like everything changes and your hunger hormones can go back to normal and all those things because people are trying to eat at a chronic caloric deficit so they're basically starving themselves and then you know someone puts a, a sleeve of pringles potato chips in front of them and they can't stop themselves they eat the whole fucking thing in one sitting while watching netflix and they just they think that they're weak they think that they're a shitty person they feel guilty they feel shame about eating the whole tub of ice cream or whatever and i'm like no your brain is designed to keep you alive if you starve yourself for fucking 10 years then every time someone puts a pint of ice cream in front of you you're gonna eat the whole thing because your brain is going, we need to consume as much energy as humanly possible because we're starving every day of our lives. So you have no chance. It's going to prevent people from eating like shit when there's junk in the house and they're trying to starve themselves all day long. And then people wonder, like, how come I only binge eat at night? Because you just lived your whole day starving yourself. You literally starved yourself from the moment you woke up. Now it's 10 p.m. and you're like, Ugh, I'll just have two scoops of ice cream. And then all of a sudden the entire pint is gone. And then somehow you've drank a whole bottle of wine and a sleep of Pringles. And now you're digging into the Oreos. This is not because you're a weak person or a bad person. It's because people starve themselves their entire lives. And then this behavior is their brain trying to keep them alive. You have convinced your brain that you are living in food scarcity. You're living in an environment where there is no food. So when you come across something that tastes delicious, this is your body saying, I need to eat as much of this as humanly possible. Would you recommend that I do that in meals, as in have multiple meals prepared throughout the day? Or would you say that even snacking counts as a way to eat more in the day? Like, let's say you have your breakfast, your lunch, and your dinner. Would you recommend just having snacks on command pretty much all day long so that you can get in more food throughout the day? What would you say the best way to intake food 
to bring up the amount of food that you're eating, but the right food and the good food is, is it by eating a bigger breakfast, a bigger lunch, a bigger dinner? Is it by eating more throughout the day? Is it by how you eat? Like, what would you say your recommendation for that would be? I get fatigued easily. I have a lot of energy wherever it's coming from, who knows, or maybe you know, but that doesn't last forever and I end up burning out and then I get quite lethargic. And I do believe that is due to not eating enough. I eat a lot of great foods when I am regimented and eating the way that I know I should be. I'm eating a lot of the best things possible. As you know, I am a vegetarian. However, I did add in B12 vitamins as well as I periodically will eat oysters and I will periodically eat tuna, which is already a big shift. I've added in my whey protein, which is another add-in. And so when I am eating properly and getting in the right foods, I feel great and I sleep better. And when I'm not, I feel fatigued. And I even feel like I could feel even more energetic if I added in more food to my diet. To your point, food is energy. The more food you have, the more energy you have. So I think these are changes that I can easily make. I'm just curious about how I can fit that food into a day that makes the most sense for me when I'm working remotely or when I'm back to the office so that I am getting a good amount of healthy food into my system per day. Yeah, this is a little tricky and this is a slippery slope because first of all, we just need to dispel the myth that anybody is too busy to eat and cook their own meals and all these things. Like you don't forget to brush your teeth. You don't forget to get dressed. You don't forget to take a shower. You don't forget to breathe air. You don't forget to sleep, right? Uh, food is the most critical fucking puzzle piece. <laughs> it's just, I, it's, it's baffling to me to be like, just don't have time. You did. Trust me. You had time to cook all your own meals before Instagram and YouTube was invented. I guarantee it, right? And people just lose time in so many places they don't even realize it. Like they sit down on the toilet to have a normal bathroom experience. And then all of a sudden they've been in the bathroom for 40 minutes because they're scrolling Instagram. And then they tell me that they don't have time to cook their own meals. So that's a whole separate that I could go on forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have to be careful with snacking because there are no blanket statements. Nothing is black and white in nutrition, but everything, everybody wants it to be black and white in nutrition. Uh, it's just not the case, right? Most people, particularly women who have been trying to lose weight for decades, they hear the term snack. And this usually means some kind of grain that is super low in fat and, you know, like a, like a, like wheat thins or like a granola bar or something like that. These are the things that people travel, or even like Laura bars, which have like 30 grams of sugar in them. Um, so people just walk around with these quote unquote snacks that are just spiking their insulin, spiking their glucose all day throughout the day. So this is a terrible idea. I'd be like, no, you absolutely should not be snacking. Now, if you tell me that your snacks are like a fermented beef stick by like Paleo Valley or a can of sardines, or, uh, you know, uh, an avocado or, or some really clean brand of beef jerky or an Epic bar or something like that. That's a whole different ball game, but that's not how most people snack. Most people don't have like meat snacks. They have carbohydrate snacks. So they're just eating these like ridiculously high glycemic carbs all day long. And it's just spiking insulin, spiking glucose, spiking insulin, spiking glucose. That's not how the human body's designed all throughout human history. It was either kind of a feast or famine type thing, right? Um, 
you just eat these big giant meals and have a real serious, you know, uh, insulin excursion or glucose excursion or whatever from the bolus of food that you just took in. And then two hours later, all of your, your levels are normalized and back to normal. Your insulin's work back to where it needs to be. Your glucose is back to where it needs to be. Um, but that is not the case in the modern day food environment where people are literally just elevating their insulin and glucose all day long. And this is not just a fat loss thing. This is you know, Alzheimer's, dementia, cancer, arthritis, eczema, all these things are coming from just constantly elevated insulin levels. So the idea of snacking all day is a really bad idea, in my opinion. Um, if you're, you need to, you need to know exactly how many calories you need to take in each day, um, have some pretty good idea of what those macronutrients should look like, and then have two to three very large meals a day. I, I don't see any reason why someone can't do two to three meals a day. It's just, you can no matter what, right? It's like I, I run four digital companies right now and I somehow have time to cook all of my meals. So it's just, it really kind of breaks my brain that people don't put a bigger priority on this stuff. Um, but yeah, so I, I really, generally speaking, I just want people to be eating whole foods and cooking their own meals and that's the way to do it. But if you absolutely need snack, like someone like you, we've talked about your situation in the past where you really were, you were just trying to increase protein. Well, Fat doesn't spike insulin in any meaningful way. Protein in huge doses can spike insulin in some meaningful way, but it's not nearly as much as carbohydrates. Um, so someone like you, like Paleo Valley's fermented beef sticks or Epic Bars or something like that, or like I said, like a can of sardines. If you're, if you like, I travel with sardines. People think I'm weird, whatever. I literally go on trips and have cans of sardines in my backpack and I'll just pop into like a Starbucks and grab a plastic fork and have a snack, you know? Um, but yeah. So for someone like you, if you're like specifically trying to increase protein, then we can talk about snacks throughout the day or whatever. But when it comes to people just eating a healthy balanced diet, it's like two to three meals per day for sure. And they should be big enough meals that you can hit all of your intended caloric intake and macronutrient intake. And then you should probably stop eating, um, you know, around when the sun goes down and then eat in the morning when you wake up. It's just, that's the other thing. People get crazy about fasting. So that's the other issue now that I'm seeing is we have these women that are eating 900 calories a day because they think it's going to help them lose weight. And then they're fasting 16 hours a day. They're like, I do intermittent fasting and I'm eating, I mean, I'm, I'm eating a caloric deficit and I just can't lose weight. I'm like, yeah. Cause you're destroying your body. You're literally killing your body. It's a triage situation, right? You have to take care of your kids. You have to go to work. You have to drive your car. You have to do X, Y, Z, all the things that you have to do. And then when these people are exercising on top of it, right? So now they're like, I also go to the gym five days a week and I'm on the elliptical for an hour. So I'm like, you have to understand that when you're on the elliptical for an hour, your brain thinks you're getting chased by a lion. Like your caveman ancestral brain is like, uh oh, there's some kind of threat that we're running away from. You have tricked your body into thinking that it needs to output this energy or it's going to die. And it's also why running on a treadmill sucks, why it's not an enjoyable experience, right? So it becomes this thing where you're, you're stressing the body so much and the body's going, uh-oh, we're going to die. So it does what's called triage. Anybody in the medical field will know what triage is, right? Like the gunshot wound victim gets taken care of before the person that has a headache. One is more severe than the other. So the triage... Um, hypothesis really of nutrition. It's just this thing. It's not even a hypothesis. It's proven at this point. It's called energy availability. So if you're feeding your body 900 calories a day and you're running on a treadmill for an hour, so let's say you're going to burn 300 calories, the body goes, oh my God, if we don't 
do what this person is making us do, aka running on the treadmill, we are actually going to die. Your survival brain kicks in and goes, we need to triage and use all of our available energy to get through this bout of physical exhaustion that this person is putting us through. If we don't keep running, we're going to die. So it puts all of its energy there. So what does that mean? If you only have 900 calories available and you're burning 300 calories on this fucking treadmill, and then I can tell you right now, like I've never met a, a human female whose basal metabolic rate, like literally just for, to lay on a couch and breathe all day and do nothing, they're burning 1200 calories, 12 to 1600 calories easily, depending on the person. So now you're not even giving your body enough energy to lay on the couch and breathe. And now you're asking it to run on a treadmill for an hour. So what does it do? It goes, uh-oh, triage. It uses all of its available energy to get you through that physical fitness portion of your day. And then it takes calories away from all of the other metabolic functions that it needs to do to just exist. Breathing, producing hormones, um, creating enzymes, digesting food. And like you mentioned, sleep. Most people that live at chronic caloric deficits, their sleep sucks. Why? Because if you've ever been at a hockey game, there is a Zamboni that comes out every now and then and cleans the ice, comes out between periods, right? When you sleep, your body is going through the process of being its own Zamboni. When you're asleep, when you're in deep sleep cycles, hormones are released. You're literally going through autophagy and apoptosis. You're cleaning out damaged cells. You're repairing tissues, your, your brain function. I mean, every, everything that that needs to happen for proper recovery happens while you're sleeping in these deep sleep cycles. That's what sleep is for. You literally turn the system off and it's like a Zamboni goes through your whole body and cleans things off. You got a brand new fresh sheet of ice each and every morning. You need calories to do that. The body cannot recover. It can't rebuild tissues without enough energy available. So this is the vicious cycle that like all women in America are living in and they just don't understand it because they're talking to the personal trainer at their global gym who got a certification over the weekend has never studied biochemistry and they just don't understand this concept of energy availability. So people are running around with such little energy that their body cannot do what they want it to do, which is burn fat and be healthy. It's really crazy. For me, just to clarify, a snack is a handful of almonds, um, handful of olives stuffed with garlic, a couple cut up pieces of cheese, uh, like, like, um, normally not the right cheese that you would recommend, but a cheese that is like, I don't even know, like an old cheese or something like that. Um, what else do I normally snack on? I love snacking on pickles, garlic pickles, dill pickles. Um, sometimes I'll have Ezekiel bread with a almond butter on it, or I'll have Ezekiel bread with half an avocado turned into guacamole. Um, yeah, I'm a big snacker. I love finger foods. I love to pick up the food that I'm eating. I kind of eat like a bird in terms of how I eat. I just love to like pick away at things. I actually eat all those kind of healthy foods all day. And then even like a side of tuna with, because I can't eat tuna by itself yet, I'm just not used to it. So I'll do a side of tuna with a little bit of onion and a little bit of mayonnaise to taste. And that'll be a snack for me. Okay. I'm glad you shared that because now let's pick this apart like a bird. 
<laughs> um, so I want you to re-listen to that message that you sent. And I need you to understand, like I've taught you this before. There's, there's three macronutrients, fat, protein, and carbohydrates. However, that can really be broken down into just two macronutrients. Protein, one, is its own macronutrient, right? There's protein, and then there is energy. Protein in the healthy metabolism is not really used as energy, and it's not stored as energy either. It's not stored as body fat. Um, so let's think about it this way. Fat and carbohydrates equal energy. Protein just equals protein. So you do have a scenario on your hands where if you overeat energy, now, and again, I just told you this, most women are severely undereating energy and they're burning too much energy. So they're, they're, they're at a massive energy deficit. That said, every single snack that you just named until the very, very end of your, of your message where you said, and maybe a little bit of tuna, none of that contains protein. Almonds might have like two grams of protein, right? So you're, now you're talking about only consuming energy all day long. If all you consume calorically is energy, you're going to run into problems with body composition and women will as well, because protein is the lever for body composition. If you want to lose fat, simply eat more protein and eat less energy. It's really that simple, particularly with people who are overweight and obese. They have so much stored energy on their person. They don't need to consume a bunch of energy. They can consume their own energy. If you're obese, you literally have thousands of calories and available energy in your body fat that the body can utilize to burn for energy. So you could literally eat a 100% protein diet for a month and you'll lose a shitload of body fat. You know, so that's my only concern is... Do you, yes. Are they healthy snacks? Yeah. Cool. I guess so. Like they're debatably healthy, but they're like 100% energy. So you're stuck. You know, you're, you're now in a situation where you're consuming little to no protein and just having energy all day long that can lead to problems as well. And this is why all the healthy snacks that I point out are usually protein centric. They're usually protein first energy second. And then in those big meals throughout the day, that's where you want to be consuming all your energy your fat, your carbohydrates, all those things, those are better to come in, in big meal form. Like you sit down and have one big giant meal with hundreds of calories in it. You do not want to just snack on energy all day long. Okay. That makes sense. So that explains a lot. You may have answered this. It's a lot of information to take in. So bear with me. But if I put more protein on that snack plate, what I have noticed is because I've been a vegetarian for so long and now I'm transitioning to be a pescatarian and including fish into my diet so that I can up my protein intake as well as my B12, I'm wondering if I'm going to have a problem training myself to eat that much food in a day since I only live on vegetables and other little snacky foods. I find that it's a challenge to actually get that appetite so big that I'm going to then snack on protein foods. Like I'm just trying to envision how much I'm going to be eating in a day. If I start my day with that big breakfast that I told you about, and then I have a protein smoothie and I put two scoops in my protein shake, and then I have tuna and peanuts and almonds, walnuts, whatever, as a side to that snack plate how many snack plates am I needing to have a day? I'm just trying to envision how much food I need. I guess that is based on my macronutrient count specifically for me and what I need to be having in a day will help me figure out how many of those snack plates and what on them I need to be eating. 
we're talking about how I highly suggest that the vast majority of your calories and macronutrient intakes comes from big meals. And now you're like, how many snacky plates do I need <laughs> to, to hit my food intake? I'm telling you, that's not the way to go. It's, it's just not going to happen. By the end of the day, you will have not eaten enough. Not at all. It's like, oh, I had a handful of almonds and I had a couple of olives and I had a piece of cheese and I had a, you know, a banana or whatever. And I'm like, okay, the end of the, your day is going to come and you'd be lucky if you hit a thousand calories. So it's like, you need to make the meals a priority. That's just the way it's going to go. And if you need to move your schedule around to do that, that's what you have to do, right? Here's the thing. Throughout all of human history, we needed to go find food. That's like literally what the entire purpose of your day was it's like but even that like people don't realize hunter gatherer ancestors like they used to hunt and gather maybe two hours a day and the rest of their time was leisure time um it's actually just just hanging out with community friends and family and stuff um but yes this is going to take effort like if what you're doing right now is not working you need to change things it's that simple and that's what i tell everyone they're just like yes but i'm so busy and i love my snacks and i love this and i love that and i'm like okay now this is not your case but for other people, it's like, yeah, and you're coming to be 60 pounds overweight and you're telling me that you're miserable and your sleep sucks and you have no energy and you have anxiety. And then I tell you exactly what to do for nutrition. And you go, yeah, but I like my snacks and I do this and I do that. And I'm like, okay, do you want things to change or no? That's the question. And this is where I run into issues. You've been great about it, but like the vegetarian vegan thing, you need to choose right now. You need to choose between your optimal health and what you want to do. So sometimes you have to talk to people like it it sounds condescending. It's not trying to be condescending, but you have to talk to them like they're a five-year-old. It's kind of this like, you can't always get what you want type thing, right? If we all got what we want, then Ben and Jerry's would be really good for us. (laughs) You know, we could just eat all the Ben and Jerry's and have six pack abs and be jacked, right? But it just doesn't go that way. So it becomes this thing of, there comes a point where you have to make changes. And unfortunately for most people, this level of change that I'm talking about, literally uprooting everything you think you know about nutrition and changing it, that doesn't happen until someone comes to me and they're 200 pounds overweight and they're type two diabetic and their doctor is like, if you don't change something, you're going to die. That is usually the time when I can get somebody to completely change all of their dietary habits. Um, But that's where you get into the thing like an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Everyone comes to me when they're already sick. They come to me when they're already fat. They come to me when they're already obese. So now let's take a female in your shoes at your age, right? If you would have stayed on that vegan-ish train that you were on years ago before I talked to you about nutrition, we would then be having a conversation when you were 40 and you would be completely depressed, you likely would have been infertile and never had been able to have children. I'm not even kidding. Like I'm, I'm being 100% genuine right now. And your, your life and health would have been in shambles. And then you would have been coming to me saying, Hey, what do I do to get healthy? You see what I mean? So this is very important for people to understand, or, you know, this from personal experience, I'll have someone that comes to me. Like I just had quadruple bypass surgery I had a massive heart attack. And I had quadruple bypass surgery. Hey, Justin, how do I get healthy? And I'm going, oh, shit. All right. Sure. Let me work this miracle for you. You know what I mean? So that's the thing. It's just like people people think they're just floating by and getting along just fine. But then you start to notice that people think medical issues are normal. So like over 25% of people living are on at least one pharmaceutical medication. Over 25% of women are on some kind of antipsychotic medication or mental health uh, medication. And then you have people like, the most prescribed drugs of all time are statin drugs. Then we have uh, 
uh, proton pump inhibitors, which are like for acid reflux. And then we have, you know, hypertension medication for people with high blood pressure. And then we have all these different medications for women who get migraines and headaches and all these things. We have just decided that it's normal for the human body to fall apart as we age and nothing could be further from the truth. So then I show these people, my dad, who's 61 years old with six pack abs and deadlifts 350 pounds, doesn't take a single medication. And he eats and trains exactly like I do at 34 years old, you know? So we, we literally have just accepted that the human body falls apart. So this is why, and the only reason I'm going this long tangent is it's important for people to understand if you want to change your health, you're going to have to change what you're currently doing, period. You don't get to hire someone like me, pay me money. And say, hey, I know you gave me this custom nutrition plan. It looks great, but I like XYZ food and I like snacking all day and I like doing this and I like doing that. And I'm like, okay, well, what result do you want? If you tell me that you're super happy, you're at your optimal level of happy, you're at your optimal level of health, everything is going perfectly according to plan, you couldn't be happier, then I go, okay, why are we talking in the first place? Just keep doing what you're doing. You don't need me. But people only talk to me when they do need me. So they need me. I tell them exactly how to get the results they want. And then they push back and go, yeah, but I kind of want to stay the same. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I don't know what to tell you. So that's a long-winded way of saying you don't need more snacky plates in your life. You don't need more snacky plates. You need to eat real food. You need to eat real food. And that real food has to be the biggest bang for your buck. I assure you that, like I told you, our hunter-gatherers ancestors from anthropological data spent about two hours hunting and gathering. They were not walking around all day, every day, and every two hours having a handful of almonds and three olives and an ounce of tuna. Like, no, they feasted and then they didn't eat. That was it. This idea of snacks, our grandparents didn't even snack. There were no snacks every few hours. There was three meals a day. They were factory workers, right? Three meals a day. The bell goes off at lunchtime and everyone goes, eats a full meal. Then they would go home and the whole family would have a meal around the dinner table together, a big giant meal. And then they wouldn't eat for like 12 hours until breakfast the next day because they didn't have TV. They didn't have Instagram. They didn't sit in front of the TV and have snacks while they watched a movie and all this stuff. It's just our entire lives right now are so food focused. It's an obsession with when do I get my next bite of snack? And that is so mentally unhealthy. I can't even explain it to you. It's, it's impossible to over-exaggerate how mentally unhealthy that is. So, okay, rant complete. I think a lot of this has to do with just making the time in your day to ensure that you're getting the proper foods in your system and that you have the meals laid out in the day so that you can do that. So for me, if and when I return to work and I'm not working remotely, I will be sure to wake up an extra hour in the morning so that I can get that meal um, for breakfast made or I could even do meal prep the night before so that I just wake up to an already made massive size breakfast to fuel me for my morning and then do the same for lunch and do the same for dinner. Make sure that those meals are heartier and give me more of the macronutrients that I need and especially up the ante in the protein department because that's obviously an area where I have been lacking due to the fact that I am just a newly transitioning pescatarian. But it's good to know that that's what I need. And I do think you're right in saying that a lot of people complain about their health. A lot of people think, oh, I don't know why this. I don't know why that. I don't know why my life isn't changing for the better. Yet they are maintaining those same bad habits. If people are trying to get hungrier, 
Um, it's as simple as increasing uh, high glycemic carbohydrates. Now, uh, people are afraid of that. And oh my God, it has sugar in it, right? So I actually suggest using fruit for that reason. Um, I'm not a huge fan of fruit if your goal is to lose as much body weight as possible, um, lose as much body fat as possible, I should say. But if someone is trying to purposely ramp up their metabolism and purposely be hungrier, just wake up in the morning and eat a big ass apple or eat a plum or eat a peach or have half a cup of blueberries or whatever, like these high glycemic fruits will make you like, you'll find yourself two hours later being hungry again. People usually eat like sushi. It's like, oh my God, I feel like I ate 10 pounds of sushi and then three hours, I was so full. And then three hours later, I'm hungry again, or two hours later, I'm hungry again. That's because of all the white rice. White rice is basically pure glucose. It's like eating sugar, literally, like just pure sugar. So the more of that you get, it will ramp up your metabolism and it will actually make you hungrier. So if someone's trying to be hungrier, then just eat fruit. This is the thing of people like really shaming themselves and guilting themselves and being angry with themselves because they don't know that they're operating on bad information. So it becomes this thing of, you know, people are like, why is this happening? Why is that happening? Why is this happening? I might talk them through their week and they don't realize that they actually have no idea what they're eating. So this is why, like, if you're snacking all throughout the day and having three giant meals, you might not have a big problem here. Maybe we just need to shift the macronutrient ratios a little bit. This is why tracking is critical. For anybody who has never like downloaded the Carb Manager app and tracked their daily food intake, don't try to make changes. Just track every bite of food that goes in your mouth for like three days and see where you're at. People don't know where they're at. So they might try to start something new and then they come to me and they go, yeah, Justin, I want to do what you're saying, but I just love XYZ food or I just love this or I just love that and I don't want to change. What they're secretly saying that it can be translated into, hey, Justin, I ate a whole thing of ice cream last night and I don't really want to tell you about it. <laughs> That's what's really happening is they're, they're flailing, they're struggling, they're failing on the plan that I've given them. And it's easier for them to just say, yeah, maybe I should just stay the same because the, the changes I'm suggesting to them are so drastic from their, their normal life, but they don't realize that the deck is stacked against them. As long as they're starving themselves, as long as they're not getting enough micronutrients, they're not eating uh, frequently enough, whatever, then the nighttime comes and they want all the snacks in the house. You know, it's a minefield. Their house has sugary cereal and skim milk in the fridge and snacks everywhere and cookies and Doritos and chips in an environment where there's junk food everywhere and they're chronically starving themselves. So, of course, you know, nine o'clock at night rolls around and they're watching Law and Order SBU and they're going to eat all the snacks. And then they feel bad about themselves. They feel like they have failed. They haven't failed. They're just operating on bad information. What I try to give people is freedom. I want to give people freedom from food. The amount that food controls people's lives in this country blows my mind, and it is an absolute injustice, and that is what I'm trying to fix.